You're listening to the Senior Style Guide Real Talk Podcast, episode 33. I'm your host, Sean Brown, and on today's episode, we are welcoming Michelle Ivey to the show. Michelle is an award-winning photographer located in Austin, Texas, who has been specializing in high school senior photography for nine years now. One of the things about Michelle is that she's super awesome with her creative sessions and really is known for her fun and creative colorful imagery. Michelle's married to the lover of her life, has two kids, and two adorable silly English bulldogs. One of the things is she's also nationally published in Senior Style Guide Magazine and Cosmo. In today's episode, we're really going to dive into the struggles of of moving. Um, Michelle used to live in Houston, had a fantastic client base in Houston, and then relocated to Austin. So we're going to talk about what she did in the moving process, connecting with your clients, and then also kind of what's next in business and kind of what she's looking to go uh, forward with in the next coming years, what she sees as the trend in the industry. We're super excited to have her on here today for episode 33 of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. I am super excited to have none other than Michelle Ivey on for today. I am your host, Sean Brown, and I'm stoked to get into this conversation. Michelle and I, we have actually never met face-to-face, but you know, with social media and everything, we've always DM'd and, and commented on each other's posts and that sort of thing, so it's really nice to actually sit down with you for once. So um, starting off, welcome to Real Talk, and thank you for being on. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, and like you said, I'm so excited to finally get to meet you and... Uh, I really am gonna try to come to one of your events. I keep saying I'm gonna do it and I haven't made it to one yet, but I, I'm gonna do it. Well, let's go. So um, I love it. We, I think we've really, you've been in the senior industry for quite a while now. I started my business in two, April, 2010. So literally next Sunday will be my nine year anniversary. Well, congrats, that's a huge milestone. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for those of you who don't, or for those viewers don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of how you got into senior photography, um, how you, you know, the journeys of your business, all of that stuff, just kind of the, the little synopsis, you know, your, your elevator pitch for when people ask you who you are. I don't really have an elevator pitch because um, it, it's been a journey, like you said. So Um, When I graduated from high school or from college, I started teaching um, high school seniors. So I was literally 22 years old and um, I was only five years older than my seniors. And um, I taught for 14 years. And so seniors were really all I ever knew. I kind of went from being a senior to myself to then being with seniors 24-7, you know, in the classroom. And um, so that's kind of my why about how I, once I decided that I wanted to do photography, I knew that I did not want to do anything else um, other than seniors. And was that just because you connected with them in a certain way or was that just, you know, that was, that's all you knew? Both. Yeah. I mean, um, 
I knew when I went to college, I knew that I wanted to teach like elementary school was never even something that I considered, you know, I knew that I wanted to teach high school age kids that I wanted to be an impact um, in that stage of their lives. I think that a lot of times, um, you know, people um, are always there for the little ones. And then as they get older, some of them, that's when they start falling through the cracks. So when I was a teacher, that was the age group that I really wanted to gear my attention toward. Yeah. And um, so anyway, I did that until uh, I did it for 14 years. And then my husband got transferred um, to Colorado. And I knew that I, we were going to be there um, a minimum amount of time. They said maybe three years. So I wasn't going to go through all the hassle to get certified in a different state just to be there for such a short time and honestly right about that time is when um film had switched over to digital already but digital cameras were finally coming down in price where like the average consumer could afford one mm -hmm. if you remember in the beginning they were like eight thousand dollars or something and you were like oh my god you know they were like two megapixels or you know, something crazy like that. Yeah. So, um, uh, I got a camera and just enjoyed my time in Colorado. Started taking pictures like all the time, took pictures of my kids playing their sports. And um, then I had a side hustle where I had a t-shirt company. Okay. And, um, and that, that was really what I did to keep myself busy. And then, you know, just taking pictures. So then we were only ended up being there a year and a half. And so we came back to Texas and I was like, well, I'm not going to teach. Um, I'm just going to turn my t-shirt business into what I'm going to do. Sure. So I start, I was blinging shirts. That's when <laughs> it's like the dazzling and everything, all that super in. And so I would sit there and I would just, gosh, you know, all day long just work on these t-shirts and i was so bored that i really wanted something to do with my mind so i started just doing online photography classes and i just sure. started taking class after class after class after class until you know i finally felt like i had a lot of knowledge and i'm one of those people that you know i have to think about everything for a really long time like i don't jump right in some people just jump right in and they're like let's just see what happens and I'm just not. I'm a thinker, yeah. very methodical. So um, finally, 2009, I went to my first workshop. And um, what was, was that a, a workshop specifically for seniors or photography in general? Yeah. Okay. Specifically, senior photography. My very first workshop. I still was not in business at this point, um, but just wanted to go to kind of see what it was like and. Um, went loved it met so many great people there that i still keep in contact with to this day and one of the people that i met there was a photographer that literally lived like 10 minutes from me yeah she was one of those people that had jumped in with both feet and now kind of found herself in over her head and so she was like hey um would you want to maybe split my studio with me and so anyway, that's, and that's kind of your start of high school seniors right there. That's how I started my high school seniors. And, um, 
you know, I always think that if she probably wouldn't have been in trouble, I probably still wouldn't have done it, you know, because I just, but anyway, she, um, started and um, my start was really easy because I had a daughter. She was a sophomore that year. So you already had that built in audience a little bit. Yep. Um, she was a cheerleader. She cheered at high school and she cheered competitively at Woodlands Elite. Um, Cause we're still in Houston at this point. Okay. Um, that's where I've lived forever. Are my dogs bothering you? No, I actually love it. And it's going to be funny because people who are just on the podcast rather than the YouTube <laughs> are going to be like, what is going on? And it's really just Michelle's dogs, you know, running around in the back, snorting and making noise. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so anyway, you know, because of her, I had an instant business. So starting out was super easy yep. for me. So, so let's go back to the t-shirt business. Okay. Have you always been entrepreneurial or have that inclination to want to do something? How did, how did that start? I think because I was raised by a single mom who had a bunch of different jobs, went to school at night, was just, you know, herself just yeah. always trying to do, you know, make, make things meet, you know, I don't know other how to describe it. So I just grew up knowing that, you know, I should do this and maybe I should piddle over here and maybe I should, you know, try this. And so I, I just, I've always had a side hustle. Just okay. So it went from t-shirts to, did you do anything in between the t-shirts and the photography or was it strictly, you know, not wanting to, to really kind of ramp up anything else because the t-shirt business was going well? Or how did you kind of manage that transition from one side hustle to another? Well, because literally I was getting carpal tunnel from doing all the um, t-shirt stuff. It was just time to move on. And, and it was kind of fading, you know, the whole style was kind of dying down. And so, and my love for photography just kept growing and growing and growing. And um, everyone just kept saying, because I would go to my kids' stuff and I would take all their pictures and then they were like, oh, well, can you do our family? Can you do whatever? And so it just was a natural transition. It really was not anything, no major issue, you know, yeah. night or anything. It was just like, yeah, it's time to let this go and to try something else. You mentioned that had it not been for that one individual that you split a studio with, that you might not have gone into photography. No, so. I, I would have gone into photography. I just probably wouldn't have went at that moment. Okay. Because I always have to just, I mean, I started out day one in a studio. Not many people could say that. Yeah. You know, yeah. most people start at home and once they get a clientele, they, um, then open up a studio but literally for me i had a studio and was operating in a studio and then you know my first day of business yeah so. so so let's talk about that what was stopping you or holding you back from wanting to go all in i just think that i'm just a methodical person i just i'm one of those people where 
Um, when I'm going to do something, I have to think about every worst case scenario that could possibly occur. And then once I, once I have a plan for each worst case scenario that could happen, I'm like, okay, I've planned for this. So I know what to expect and, um, I'm ready. And do you feel like that helps or hinders you? Oh, it, it hinders for sure. But it's just, it's how I'm wired. So, Hey, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You're I, all good. I put the little one up so this wouldn't happen, but she must have gotten out of her cage. She escaped. They're yes. escape artists. Yes. So, so going back to that, you mentioned that it, you know, it kind of it hinders you in ways. Have you kind of acknowledged that and, and tried to, to fight that? Or do you just accept that as part of who you are? And yeah. yeah. It's just my, I'm, it's not just photography. It's like, it's how I am in everyday life. So, um, that's just me. Yeah. So I started, you know, so when I started my first year, like most people say, Oh, I only had four people my first year. Well, like my first year I had 50, you know, like I just came out of the gates, you know, full throttle and, um, and my business was awesome. And then in 2013, um, I ended up with melanoma and out of all the places that you could possibly have melanoma, I had it on my rear end <laughs> and everyone always says, Oh, it's from all the naked sunbathing that you do. Joke. Yeah. Joke. Like, I don't know how that happened. So, um, anyway, I had to close my business. So, because I didn't know how long I wouldn't be able to walk, I wouldn't be able to sit. So, um, I literally had the surgery in November and I opened back up in March. That was finally when I was feeling well enough to do it. March and, of 2014. So four months later. Uh, yes. Okay. So, um, and I had no one on the books because I literally had to tell everybody, I don't know how long I'm going to be going through this. So I just need for y'all to go to a different senior photographer. So I had to give everyone their money back and all of that. And um, so my calendar was empty, but I was ready to go. And um, a friend that my daughter cheered with competitively came to my studio or called me and wanted to do a session. And she was just like this little girl next door. And um, she was like four foot 11, just, <laughs> You know super cute and my makeup artist you know she came in and my makeup artist literally made her look like a beauty queen and she would just look so gorgeous and um, anyway we posted those pictures of her and she single-handedly filled my calendar for the rest of the year so you, you talk about being a planner so let's talk about plan b what yeah. if that didn't you know what if she wasn't the one that had your calendar kind of take off what was your plan if you know you come back in march and this girl posts on social media you get no bookings or whatever from it what's your next step uh, well then you know your next step is just marketing 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 because um that's what i'm dealing with now that i'm in austin um <laughs> you know, so 
fortunately she did fill my calendar and everything was was really great and then fast forward two years later to 2015 and my husband gets the call again where you're moving again we need for you to they called and said you know we need for you to move to cleveland ohio oh okay that's a little bit different than uh houston or austin texas yeah and so my husband says um my son is a senior in high school my mother has stage four inoperable breast cancer and he says i i can't go I'm not going to cleveland ohio there's just no way and um so, so sorry i'm like they're just bothering me i'm sorry um so anyway so his boss goes okay how about this how about if we just move you to the closest hub? I'm gonna grab one of them. Go Hold for on. it. We'll edit it out. Okay. <clears throat> How about if I just move? We you just move to the closest hub possible, which is Austin, Texas. So at that point, that's how I ended up three hours away from all of my clients. Mm -hmm. um, this was literally April. And um, when we found out, and my son was a senior in high school, and he's super smart, he's like genius. And so he had actually already been accepted to the University of Texas, which is in Austin. Perfect. So you know, it's get to know the campus a little bit early, all that. So well, we sit him down. And we're like, Connor, we have some news to tell you. And he's like, what? And we're like, we're going to college with you. And he was like, oh my gosh, you must be joking. Yep. So, <laughs> here he is thinking he's getting away and we end up moving to where he's going. And um, so anyway, we uh, moved here, but in April I was already sold out for the 2016, well, I wasn't sold out. I had 35 kids signed up. Sure. 2016, at that point in April. So I had to make a decision. Am I gonna give all those kids back their deposits or am I just gonna suck it up and drive to Houston for these 35 kids? So I decided that I would go ahead and drive back and forth. But what I didn't realize is I wasn't just driving the three hours there to photograph them and three hours back. Then I was driving three hours there to show them their photos and driving three hours back. So for every kid that I was shooting, I was driving a minimum of 12 hours. Mm -hmm. And um, then I was even driving back and doing pickup parties. So it was technically even more. I was only so it was a lot of time. A lot of time, a lot of time. So I, I, since I had 35, I just said I'm sold out. And um, that was all I did that year, 2016. So then I finished 2016 and then here I am in 2017 and I kind of find myself in the same position. I'm like, uh, I'm in Austin. I still, I haven't, spent any time marketing to kids in Austin. You can't really go to social media because no one knows 
who you are, you know, when you move somewhere new, mm -hmm. like it doesn't really help you because no one follows you here. So social media, like, wasn't a place that I could turn. Like I could, you know, back in 2013, had that girl not come into my business. So, um, so how did you overcome that? Well, so I, it, it's just this cycle where you still have Houston kids signing up, signing up, signing up, and they don't, you know, they don't care that you're driving 12 hours to do their pictures. And so it was basically a decision. Do I keep doing it or do I stop and start trying to build something in Austin? So what I did is I doubled my prices and I thought, okay, I'll drive back. I'll keep doing it, but I'm going to double my prices. And so I did and no one blinked, like no one said anything about it. So I did it 2017, then 2018, I did it for the fall. And then at that point, we just kind of sat down and said, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. Like I can't, that was three and a half years of driving that. And so in December, 2018, so three months ago, I closed my business in Houston. And because the problem was I never could get anything started in Austin because Houston was monopolizing my calendar, you know, and so I didn't even have any availability to give them, even if I would have started marketing. So in November, I started marketing in Austin hard, started just like running a 24 seven Instagram ad stories, um, sign up for my model program, model, 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 model. And, um, and the funniest thing happened is I had 35 Houston girls sign up for my Austin model team. <laughs> so so now, now are they traveling from Houston to Austin? Yes. So now they are coming to me. So I took 18 Houston girls and right now I have four Austin girls. So. So you mentioned, you mentioned Instagram story ads. Were you running those through Facebook ads? Yes. So let's talk about your success with those. Cause I think there are a lot of photographers who say Facebook ads don't work. I've tried them. I don't get bookings. What do you tell them about Facebook ads or Instagram ads or, or what, what have you? So I feel like they work in the sense that my followers in Austin have picked up when you go in to see who your audience is, you know, it used to be that my number one was Spring, Texas. My number two was the Woodlands, Texas. My number three was Houston, Texas, you know, but now Austin is actually in the top three. So I know that I'm gaining followers, even if I'm not gaining a huge amount of Austin business right now. So they're still figuring out who I am and if I'm the one right for them, because again, I've this is really short term. I've only been doing this for a few months, you know? Sure. And um, I think that whenever you're starting over, like I am, the whole thing is really relationships. Like I would love to say, oh, it worked so well for me and I got so many girls from it, but truly it's connecting with people, building that relationship and getting them on your team. Yeah. 
So um, last summer, I wanted to post a 4th of July picture. And I knew I wasn't going back to Houston. And it never occurred to me to ask any of my Houston clients to come to me. And so um, we have this app called Nextdoor that's for our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I don't know if everyone has those now. It's catching on, yeah. Yeah. So um, I just put it out on Nextdoor and was like, hey, are there any seniors in the neighborhood? I need a one pick to post for marketing purposes on the 4th of July. Does anyone want to come hang out with me for an hour and take some 4th of July photos? And so anyway, I had five neighborhood girls, well, actually their moms, say, oh, my daughter would love to, my daughter would love to. So I ended up inviting all five of them and spent, you know, two or three hours out and doing these 4th of July photos. And some of them were seniors then, but like three of them were juniors. And so now all those girls are on my team, you know, and I've had one of their friends join. So that's, so honestly, that's how I got my models was just putting out a little thing in my neighborhood saying, Hey, I need this. Who wants to come? Well, I think that that speaks to just putting it out there. I think that a lot of people, whether it be photographers or any type of business person are almost afraid to ask for that sale or ask for something, you know, putting it out there just because you wanted to do 4th of July stuff. Yeah. And so I think that a lot of photographers are held back by that. Yeah, I can see that. But, but I feel like that's what, that's what needs to be done. Like um, you have got to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. And cause I've tried the whole, like people say, you know, follow girls on social media and try to get them to follow you back. Like, I don't think that works. Like my success rate with that is not, it's not that good. Um, it's funny because so, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. So my daughter, like I said, has cheered her whole life. And so that was my clientele in Houston. And so um, I really have been trying to get the same sort of clientele here because it's what I know. I've always shot cheerleaders and um, anyway, so, um, so I was trying to do that method on social media where you follow a girl and, you know, try to communicate with her, start a conversation with her. And so I was, DMing her and just saying, Hey, I'd love for you to be on my team. You know, please just think about it. I was inviting some of her friends that were actually coming and she was just like, okay, I'll think about it. And we're just really wishy-washy about it. And anyway, I had the event. She didn't come. And the very next week I like look at her story and she's selling her own pack of Lightroom presets. So, I mean, you know, it's just so funny because these kids, they're so young and they, mm -hmm. they're their own photographers now. And so, you know, it's just, it's just different. Totally. It, completely. Like in 2013, when I had the one girl come in and um, fill my calendar for the rest of the year, like, I, I'm not sure that that's how it works anymore. Like that hasn't happened yet. Like I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but you know, uh, I feel like things are different right now. The climate is different. In what way? Um, I, 
I will occasionally have people tell me, uh, like, we don't tell anyone about you. You know, like I'm a secret or something. They don't want their friends to come to me because they don't want their friends to have the same things that they have. Maybe does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Totally yeah. does. Yeah. So. so, so it seems like you've had a lot of success, and I think that there are a lot of photographers listening that where they're like, I wish that I had 35 seniors on my calendar or whatever. So let's talk about a time that you've struggled in your business. Well, that would be like right now. Uh, and even though I can't say that I'm struggling because I have Houston girls helping me, but like right now has been the hardest time for me ever. Um, because like I said, starting out was really easy. I had 50 kids. I shot 50 to 60 for those five years that I was in business in Houston. And then dropped when I came to Austin, dropped to 35. And um, also, you know, I was booking out a year ahead of time. And then when I dropped to 35, the first year, of course, I said I was sold out. But then the next two years, the next two years, yeah, um, it, it wasn't like that. It was like maybe two months out. Sure. You know what I mean? And so I feel like, because I think the thing of it is, is when you make a conscious decision to drop your I dropped my number from 50 or 60 to 35. I doubled my prices. So I was making the same amount of money. But the thing is, is I had 25 less kids going out and talking about me, telling their friends about me. You know what I mean? So they're going somewhere else and now they're talking about someone else. Mm -hmm. So that starts to affect you, even though I wasn't financially feeling it. I started feeling it every year, you know, my um, amount of time that I was booked was dropping month, sure. to month, month to month. And so I think that's kind of what I'm experiencing now. So then what's been your biggest light bulb moment lately in terms of what you need to do next or something that um, you mentioned Facebook ads, you mentioned um, going out and doing like the 4th of July shoots, what's been that aha moment that has really kind of shaped, you know, say like your next six months or whatever of how you kind of are running your business. So uh, the connection, the connection that you're making with people. So my next thing that I'm going to do in order to get a few more Austin girls, um, is all four of the girls that, um, are on my model team right now that are from Austin are on the drill team and they have one more big dance um, contest coming up and when that contest is over I have rented out the skating rink at $400 an hour <laughs> you know that's always hours. fun for the marketing budget isn't it yeah. yeah so I've rented it out for two hours and they're inviting their whole squad. So it's going to be 45 girls that are going to be invited. We'll see how many come, but I'm hoping in doing that and then taking photos of them there, I think it'll be fun. And, um, hopefully that I'll be able to get some more of them, um, signed up. Um, I'm going to copy Vicki Black <laughs> and I am going to rent a camel. I have found one. In okay. Austin. And I'm renting a camel and I'm going to do a boho, a 
yeah, a boho shoot. And I'm just trying to do some really big, kind of over the top, stylized, fun things that can attract a large number of girls um, to get their interest up. And even if they don't join, it will at least get them talking about me. Absolutely. So that's kind of my plan for the next six months is what, is what I'm going to do. Just go over the top and absolutely over everything. Just I'm all in. You know? I love it. So That's awesome. So what do you do in the face of self-doubt? Maybe uh, it's when you don't fill your calendar. Maybe it's, you know, you don't know how long you're going to be out with melanoma and away from your business. So what do you do when you face that self-doubt? Okay. So for me, since I am a planner, I just say, what can I do right now today to pique someone's interest? You know, like I'll sit down and I'll just write a plan. Like, is there an event I can have? Is there something I can put on social media? Is there because I, I don't think it matters how long you've been in business or how good people think that you are. We always have self-doubt, always, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, so I just make a plan, yeah. you know? And is that written out? Is that in your head? Yes. Okay. Yes. Completely written out. I will like write out exactly a date, like I give myself a timeline, I set my goal. And then, you know, I I also try to write down while I'm doing it, like what exactly happened? Like, was this successful and why? Or was this unsuccessful? And why do you think it was unsuccessful? And what's, what's been the biggest thing that you've learned from that introspection? Uh, Well, it just depends on the situation. Like, for example, I did a, a, a thing for some girls and um, it, was, it was a plan. I was going to invite these 14 girls over and um, I was going to do something free for them, you know, in Austin to try to get interest, to try to get these girls to join my team. And my biggest mistake on that, I think, was not having moms involved, just doing it with the girls. Just solely the seniors solely the senior, just trying it that way. And, um, the, uh, you know, when I put it out on the next door app, when I had the moms involved, I had a five for five success rate mm-hmm. you know, when I did just the 14 seniors and I didn't have any mom or parent involvement in that. I only had, you know, half that and then only half of that signed up. So, I mean, you you know, so every situation is different, but I try to analyze, you know, what worked and what didn't on everything. So let's analyze that because, you know, family photographers, wedding photographers, they market to one, maybe with weddings, they're marketing to the parent a little bit as well. But with most photographers, they're marketing to one audience. With seniors, not only do we get to market to the parents, we also get to market to the seniors because if the seniors don't want to come with us, well, you know, the ship's kind of set sail. So how do you balance marketing to the seniors and the parents? And what is kind of your mindset behind how you're, how you're using parents to ultimately close the sale for that senior booking? I, I mean, it's key. 
you've got to figure out a way to get in touch with them after you've made that initial connection with the senior and she's interested like you have to end it up with please have your mom email me please have your mom call me you know i just feel like um the times where i tried to do it with the senior without the parent involvement i ended up just spinning my wheels i mean i i, I feel like that's that's everything if you can't get to that next step then you're probably wasting your time. Yeah. Well, and let's go off of that too. Do you feel like there's one uh, individual um, between the senior and parent that values the experience more? Or do you feel it's equal or, or what's your kind of insight into that? Uh, well, I feel like it's probably the senior that values the experience more, but both parties have to be on board with the idea of it or or it's just not going to work, yeah. you know, um, there's got, there's for different reasons, you know, the senior wants to feel like a model and have the whole experience. And the mom kind of does too, wants her daughter to have that experience. But I mean, she's got to be willing to do the financial side of it too. So everybody has to be in complete agreement. Totally. I love it. So, kind of wrapping up, I absolutely love everything you said. I think that there are going to be a lot of takeaways too, especially hearing just kind of you talking, I'm sure there are photographers out there that are going to really relate to what you're saying. So if you could go back and give one piece of advice that you want to give someone in their business right now, what would that piece of advice be? Um, I mean, I, I guess for me right now, the thing that I keep telling myself every day is figure out a way to connect, get involved in your community. You know, I even, I even carry around a stack of business cards and I've never, I haven't had business cards in like seven years. Yeah. I mean, um, but I actually went and got some really pretty paper, you know, uh, business cards so that when I run into a girl at the grocery store, like I don't hesitate to go up and talk to them, like her and her mom or whatever, and um, just say, hey, I'm a photographer in town and you're just cute as can be. I would love to, you know, chat with you or take your picture or invite you to my next event and, you know, and just talk to them. I feel like if you just walk up and hand someone your business card, as soon as you turn around, they're going to throw it away. Mm -hmm. But if you walk up and just kind of start a conversation with them and be like, Oh, I'd love to have you at my next event. This is what we're doing. And then if they go, Oh, do you have a card? And you give them your card after they ask, then I feel like they don't throw it away. Okay. So I just feel like, you know, it's just, it's making that connection first. Yeah, you yeah. got to connect. Connect, connect, connect has kind of been just my motto these days. Just, you know. Yeah, well, and what I hear from you too is it's you trying to provide value before they're in, not in, yeah. you know, having them give you something, but it's, it's seeing, okay, what can you do for them? Can they be a part of your model team? Um, give you a free shoot just because you're genuine, you genuinely want to work with them rather than being like, 
sign up for my model team or whatever. So I think that there's also that, it's a very subtle nuance, but I think that there's that in your approach as well, where you're saying, here's what, here's, or saying, I have this opportunity for you. I'd love for you to be a part of it. I'm not asking anything in return um, other than, you know, just show up and, and have a good time, see if it's for you. And so I think that a lot of people also kind of um, approach it the wrong way where, you know, it might be that DM where it's apply for my model team versus let's just see if this works out. What can I do for you first? So I think that there's that subtle subtlety in your approach as well that a lot of other photographers might miss out on. Yeah, but I do want to be clear. They only get that invite once. Like if um, I did have some girls come to my, I had a Valentine's event and I had some girls come to that. And for, for what other, for whatever reason here, for whatever reason they were not able or to join, like their parents didn't want to spend the money or whatever. Then when I had the next one, they still wanted to come. And it was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sorry. I, I am a business. Yep. You know what I mean, so I, so I just don't want other photographers to think that you just keep inviting them back and inviting them back. You don't like you offer them an opportunity. You have them come in, see if they like it, see if their parents want to jump on board. But if someone doesn't like you can't keep letting them come in for free. Totally. You know, yeah. like at some point, you know, you are a business, you do need to make money. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of people lose sight of that too. They, they want so badly for maybe seniors to see their work or, or want to work with them. And they forget that we are a business. And I think that that's a great, great kind of way to end off. So where can people find you on social media? Kind of your, your 30 second plug that you get to have people <laughs> find you or send you, send people to wherever you want them to go to. Um, I am Michelle Ivy photo on Instagram. Uh, Facebook is Michelle Ivy Photography, but I just push everything from Instagram to Facebook, so I'm not on there much. So Instagram is the place to go then? Yes. Awesome. And we're going to wrap up. I'm going to have you, you get the opportunity to ask one question to the audience. So what we'll do is we'll leave it in the YouTube description. If you're on the podcast, you can just okay. DM us your answer. Or let us know that you came from the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. So just DM senior style guide and Michelle Ivy photo with the answer to your question. If you're listening to the podcast. So what do you want to ask our viewers and listeners? Okay. So I want to know since I'm currently in a town where I'm starting over, I would like to know their best marketing tip for what they do when their phone is not ringing. What is your best marketing tip when your phone or DMS are not, are not full. So I love it. Perfect. Thank you so much for, for being on here today, Michelle. I know that our viewers are going to love this episode. So um, thank you for being a part of, of Real Talk. And we can't wait to, to see you guys later on the next episode. Make sure to stay tuned if you guys are, if this is your first Real Talk, welcome. If this is, you know, you've been around since the beginning, we can't wait to have you around for the next episode. So until later, that wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to and it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and, and the community. 
In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit the subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us and we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around. Thank you.